0: Well, I did mention not too long ago that we're all it's only the second Sunday of the new year and the kids and I talked about not only Christmas and the wise men and the shepherds but remember we started to talk about if you could do anything if there were important things that you want to do and you know uh it's hard to talk to kids about 2020 but maybe tomorrow what would you want to do? What do you really, really want to do? Some of us adults might call it our bucket list, but you're, right now you're looking at Wendy Bryant's bucket list. <laughs> yeah. Now, we currently don't have a cat, but I had to put the cat on there. And by the way, if you want to know more about cats being thrown out of planes, go ahead and look it up. There's a YouTube on it, and apparently there was an outrage. I'm just telling you that. I ran across it today as I was looking for that photo The cat came up, but Wendy wants to um, skydive. When it comes to, I don't know if it's going to happen in 2020 or not, but if she were writing down her bucket list, she would tell you for sure. Skydiving all the way. Me, I'm a little more practical. I'm a little bit more practical. You know? Now, for the record, I'm not afraid to jump out of a plane, especially if I have a parachute on, okay? Okay. But it's like, how many seconds, and it's over? It's over. C'est la vie. There you go. Kind of take the money and pour it down the drain. But what if I get another nice, nice fishing outfit? Hello. Just think how many trout and and, and, uh, other kinds of fish I could just roll right in with a nice brand new fishing pole, babe. Think about that. You know? We've all got our bucket list, we all have the things we want to do, and on, a, on another note that's kind of related, don't we all have the ways in which that we, it, we spend our money when we have money, right Myron, right, okay, like you probably bought some coffee the other day, right, okay, some people do things like skydive and buy a new fishing pole, yeah. We have things we want to do, we have desires We have those things that are important to us, and we all know, I think there's enough of us in here would all agree that quite often, though, the phone rings or something pops up in the mailbox, or maybe news from a doctor that changes everything. We all know that. We'll talk just a little bit about that. But today we're talking about the bucket list. We're talking about goals. We're talking about those things that not only we want to do with our lives, but we're talking about some good advice here coming from God on the lips of the prophet Micah. So let's hear from the prophet Micah, please.
1: Be reading Micah 6, chapters 6 through 8 in the English Standard Version. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams and ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
0: Thank you, Wendy. O oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be truly acceptable to you, our rock our strength, our Redeemer, our Savior. Amen. Well, I'll tell you what, the prophet Micah gets right to the point, doesn't he? We'll talk more about that in just a minute. But uh, the prophet Micah was uh, considered a minor prophet, and it doesn't mean that what he had to say wasn't important. It just means he didn't write that much. But when he did say something, he zeroed right in on some of the most important things for any of us to know. Look at this. Oh God, what do you require of me? A lot of people have said that. What do you require of me but to do justice, love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? I don't know what it was or why I decided to do it, but it seemed to me that this time of year, as we talk about goals, as we think about them as well, that it was appropriate to kind of put it in the in the context of a bucket list as well. I've already, i well, there were uh, a big hand, a large handful of you in the pastor's study on Wednesday morning. And you might remember, I pulled out my iPad and it was January 1st, about 11 in the morning. We were on vacation. And I had a full list of 2020 goals. Remember, I had them broken down in personal, bunch of them, personal goals. And then there was a whole list of family goals And then there was a whole list of work goals as well. Um, I was just sitting on the sofa. Pacific Ocean was only about 40 feet away and looking out the window and it happened, you know. God spoke to me. I'd been thinking about a lot of these things as well, but um, personal goals, New Year-type goals as well. How many of us have seen the movie The Bucket List? Okay, a lot. Most of us, you might remember, two thousand seven. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but wasn't one one guy like a, a millionaire or a corporate billionaire or something like that? He's in the same room with a guy who's like Joe, blue collar mechanic, but they're both terminal. They both have a terminal illness. So I mean, talk about a, 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 something powerful in common, and they get to talking you know, and they get to talking about, you know, well, if they could live longer, what might they do with their lives, and I don't know if I'm here, if I'm remembering this right, but, but give me a minute, shake your heads, or get up and leave, or do something like that, but I think the corporate guy had all the money in the world, but he was always too busy for his family and friends, and the other guy didn't really have much, you know, he had money to pay bills, you know, regular bills, and that was about it, he didn't really have money to party or to do all these wonderful things that he wanted to do. But he had a great family and he had great friends. And you probably remember the power of the movie is they, they escape from their room and they go off and do all these things. Remember one of them, um, his goal was to kiss the prettiest girl in the world. Remember that? But the power of the movie is not the fact that they got to go skydiving. The power of the movie is not the fact that one of them got a brand new fishing reel and rod and a fishing vacation. The power of the movie was the beautiful, caring, uplifting relationship that they formed. And it's kind of evident right there. I mean, think about it. 2007, and they're already taking selfies. Wow. The bucket list. So what about you? What would, you, what would be on your bucket list if I asked you, um, do you have a bucket list? Most people that I know would say, yeah. You know, Myron, some people might say, I just want to stay warm at night. I want to get a warm cup of coffee. I want to find a congregation like Yuma first and hang out there. Yeah. I want to have, I just want to live from, I know people that just want to be alive the next day. You know, would you say, I want to spend a little bit of time on this, would you say that maybe over time your bucket list has changed? I know mine has. I can remember uh, when my bucket list, I'm kidding you, I'm not kidding you, no, I'm not kidding you. I used to really be at the gym a lot, and I wanted to just be ripped. I wanted to be ripped. I wanted to be buff. Really. I spent a lot of time at the gym, too. Now all I want to do is put my belt on, through my loops without hurting my arm. <laughs> really? This morning I put my belt on and I'm going, oh God, it didn't used to hurt like that. It didn't used to hurt. Your bucket list changes. You know, uh, Wendy and I have talked about it with, uh, by the way, the, over the New Year's, again, we met uh, our family some of our family in, in um, San Diego, we've done that for years. Brian and Cindy, they're about our age. They're getting ready to um, retire as well. And we've been talking about it is that walk in Spain, that the Camino something. Camino del Fishing Rod or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. But it's a spiritual walk. You kind of get, depending on your abilities, you get on this. And it's in Spain. And you get on this and it really truly is a spiritual experience it is and um, it, it's powerful it's a powerful spiritual experience we've been talking about that and I have days I wake up all I want to do is to be able to walk around the neighborhood without my ankle hurting you know our bucket list does change it takes on different forms as we get older, and I can tell you, it certainly has for me. Now, I'm only going to talk about the prophet Micah for just a little bit. Um, you scholars know, you Bible scholars know, Micah says some powerful things, but they really didn't know that much about him. One, A couple things that they knew about the prophet Micah was that he was a contemporary of Isaiah. Okay, now I know some of you go, Isaiah, yeah, I've heard that name. And there are those of you that know that Remember, we just came through Advent. That's the season that prepares us for Christmas. And we heard all those beautiful, powerful prophecies about the Savior of the world being born and the Savior of the world coming in to, to change history. Uh, and so many of those are from the prophet Isaiah Um, Micah well he says a little bit like that we're going to look at that in a minute he says a little bit like that but he was kind of a small town prophet he was a country boy people say he was a country boy coming to the city to tell them how bad they were how many friends do you think he had probably not many Probably not many at all. Oh, he was a minor prophet because he didn't write a lot. And one of the things that Micah really shares with us are some practical life lessons. What does the Lord require of me? Care for people. Treat people justly, no matter who they are. Walk humbly, not only with God, but with the people around you. Talk about some great advice. Talk about some really good things to have on a bucket list, as well. This is what this is a scripture that Micah wrote that many of us are familiar with. As a matter of fact, last week, Fred, did you read this last week? The Fred, were you the worship leader last week? I know. Remember, Fred and I are at the age where our bucket list changes all the time. Okay, but we all, most of us here in the room, remember the story of the of the, of the kings. You know, the kings are way over in, in, in the Persia area. They go and they, they talk to uh, um, Herod, and they talk to the, the scribes and the scholars, and they say, we heard there was a Messiah was going to be born. We heard that. Well, what do the Scriptures say? And you know what they quote to him Right here. This is what they quote. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be a ruler in Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. Matthew chapter two. When the three kings ask, when the kings ask, where is this Savior of the world going to be born? They quote the prophet Micah as well. Ah, oh, you're looking here at a guy named David Guzik. David Guzik, I quote him all the time. He writes a commentary called "Enduring," not "endearing," but "enduring" word commentary. And I was reading him recently, and I was trying to think of another way to characterize the type of prophet that Micah was. And I'm only going to spend a minute on this. Okay, we could have a whole Bible study session on this, but I'm only going to spend a minute. He came up with an image that I thought was really good. If you're wondering, you might not be, you might not even care. But if you're wondering, Micah, what kind of a prophet and what was his message? Why is it important to me here on January 12, 2020? He said that Micah wrote like he was in an imagined courtroom. Think about this. He wrote as if he was in an imagined courtroom. And the Lord was making his case. By the way, this is Micah writing this. Now hear what the Lord says. Get up. Plead your case in front of the mountains. <coughs> Let the hills hear your story. My people, what did I do to you? How did I make you tired of me? Tell me. For I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery. And I've sent you before before you Moses, Aaron, Aaron, And Miriam, this is Micah saying for God, I've given you everything you've ever needed. Why do you act the way you act? What have I done to you? I put a picture here instead of what Micah wrote. And Micah wrote, remember, he said it's like a courtroom. God, just what do you want from me? What do you want from me? All this stuff going on in my life. Exactly what do you want me to do? And Micah wrote, He's told you what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? And by the way, prayers again for our community. This is what God wants of us. Do justice love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. (coughs) Do justice. What does that mean? I think we all know. By the way, as you put together your bucket list, I'm inviting you today to put these right at the top. Act justly toward all people. Right, Myron? Like you do. Act justly and kindly and fairly toward all people. I don't know about you, but I admit to you, uh, I have times when I pick and choose about how justly I act toward people. He said, love kindness. Be merciful. Love tenderly. I sure wish I could Love, oh, I can, but I sure wish I did love tenderly all the time. Sometimes I'm looking for something in return. Love tenderly. Wouldn't these be great goals for us? Not only as we look at 2020, but long-term, like a bucket list. How about if we walk humbly with God And your neighbor. Walking humbly means that you always put God first and you always put others first. I wish I could say I do that, but I don't. What a great goal to have for 2020. What a great goal to have for every day. Do justice, love kindness, walk humbly. How do we do it? For the last couple weeks, I've mentioned uh, a new devotional in our lives. Wendy and I got this from Brian and Cindy when we were at the beach in San Diego. It's called Live in Grace, Walk in Love. Live in Grace, Walk in Love, written by Bob Goff. And we've gotten to the point where we can't wait to read it every day. And I want to share with you something from today's. This is from today's. With the urgency of a rock in your shoe you haven't stopped to take out, act on the ache you feel when you see someone else living out the story you always wanted. The story you were made to live. I don't know about you, but I do know about me. I don't know how many times I've seen people Just go out of their way to care for somebody else. Go out of their way to act justly toward them. Go out of their way to do the right thing. And I don't know about you, but I've found myself saying, I wish I could do that. I wish I could do it all the time. My friends, as we think about, I don't know that you are, as we think about our bucket list, whether it's a long term one or maybe a shorter term goal oriented list for 2020, I'm inviting you today to put Micah, let's see, is it right here? Yeah, there it is. I'm inviting you today to put Micah chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. Right toward the top, if not on the top already. Act justly, love tenderly, walk humbly. I think it's a great way to start out 2020 and a great way to live our lives every day. Let us pray. Gracious God, we we came here today because You invited us here. We came here today because we want to be near You. And we know, well, You know what 2020 holds for us. We don't. We ask, O oh Lord, that regardless of what happens to us, that we we act justly, fairly toward all people. That we learn to love tenderly every moment. And that we always walk humbly before You and before others. There are a lot of things that we want to do, O oh God. Mostly, we want to be just like You. Just like your son Jesus taught us to live. It is in his name that we pray this morning. Amen.